Riverside. with Joanne Carey, where the dance world connects, the conversations inspire, and where we are keeping them real. I'm your host, Joanne Carey, and today I'm joined with Seth Orza from the company Orza. I'm so excited to speak with Seth today. Some of you may know him already. He is a former principal dancer with Pacific Northwest Ballet um, and some other well-known companies. He can share all about that with you. Um, but we're, what we're really going to spend a lot of time talking about today is his innovative dance shoe that he's created. Um, I'm really excited, excited to dive deep with him today um, about the ballet slipper, the ballet shoe, and the technology behind it. But let's get Seth introduced to everybody. So welcome, Seth, to Dance Talk. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Joanne. I'll just uh, give you a bit of my background and where I've been and kind of my upbringing. Um, well, I'm a professional ballet dancer, or was a former professional ballet dancer. I was with the Pacific Northwest Ballet for 14 years. And before that, I was with the New York City Ballet for about nine years, eight years. Um, and uh, before that, I trained with the School of American Ballet. And then uh, before that, I was with the San Francisco Ballet. But I'm from a dancing family. So my parents were dancers. My five siblings were all dancers. Some went pro, some did not. Um, so I was born and bred kind of in the dance industry. The school I started at was more of an adult school, I would say. It's, uh, it's called Dancer Stage. And I was like four or five years old watching pros. This is where like all the professionals came in and danced. And it was a huge studio and this is where I started. And I wish I would have known what I know now back when I was five. And I would have been absorbing it a little bit more because we had people come in from ABT, Kirov, Bolshoi, uh, everywhere. All the San Francisco Valley principals would be there. Uh, so I got influenced back then from what I was seeing. Um, but that's kind of my, my background and um, where kind of my career started. Yeah, you know, I, I love that you're sharing that, that you come from a dance family, which, is, and I just want to talk about that for a little bit. So wait, uh, was it five, five of you or seven siblings or seven total? So there's six of us in all six. and I have five siblings. So I have two brothers and then three sisters. Which I think that's amazing that you grew up essentially in the industry, which so yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? I know you talked about being inside the studio and seeing the dancers and seeing the professionals come in, but I think it's so important and why I want you to concentrate on that for a little bit is because the listeners that I have, whether it's, you know, parents of a dancer or dancers growing up right now, getting ready to enter a little more professional arena or, or thinking about it, talk right. about what they can glean from their time in those early years. Sure. Sure. So during my, I would say from five to 12 was kind of the experimental time of like ballet and not really taking it too seriously yet. You know, it was more of I was in it and this is what I did. This is what my family all did. Um, and we were just, I mean, brought up in it. And there was just this is what we knew, you know, and this is what we did every day. 
sacrificed a lot to do that. You know, we would start our days very early and be taken out of school um, early to do it. Um, But when I was 12 years old, it was the first time I went to New York. And I went to the School of American Ballet for a summer course. Which is and so young. It's so young. Yes. So I'm, just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, it but is, that really is young, right? Yes. Um, it is, and it isn't. Like, it's, it's like, I think that's the cusp of where either you're going to go very much into it, and you're going to set your goals, and you're going to set, um, it's where you kind of take off. You know, and, and training gets harder, and you're you're kind of given more technical things, more advanced stuff, partnering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so that was my first time seeing New York and seeing the arts mecca, you know, ABT, New York City Ballet, all the different companies there, and seeing the possibility. And that's where, when I was 12 years old, I was like, this is what I want to do. Because before that, I was actually thinking about not doing it anymore. Okay. I, was, I was kind of done with the ballet thing, and it was so hard and grueling. And at that point, you're not doing a lot of fun stuff. It's very repetitive. Yes. But the fun stuff comes later. You know, yeah. like you have to get that foundation, which you don't know as a adolescent, right. you know, like <laughs> when you're coming into dance. Um, but, um, yeah, at that point, I really was like, this is what I want to do, this is where I want to be, and I'm going to make it happen. Uh, so then I, so that year, I think it was 1994, and I stayed in 1997. Um, but I went every summer from that time okay. on, and then when I was 15, was asked to stay the year again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was I was too young when I was 14 and 13 to stay the year and be in a dorm and all that stuff. Sure. My parents were we're not okay with that being <laughs> in New York and coming from San Francisco, you know, that's like yeah. the whole Far coast away. to coast. Far away. Yeah. Um, but my brother and I both, I'm a twin as well. Oh, okay. So my brother and I both stayed at the same time. Wait a time. second. Are you really Seth that I'm talking to then? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So we stayed, uh, at SAB that year. Uh, 1997, and then I received my apprenticeship in 99. So it was very quick, the years. Yeah. Um, and I was 17 when I was mm-hmm. accepted into New York City. And then from yeah. there, my career kind of took off very rapidly at New York mm-hmm. City. Yes. And yeah. I, and I, you know, from, from all I've read and that beautiful clip that you sent me, your farewell, or the tribute clip, I should say, you're really well thought of and well revered by your colleagues, which I mean, kudos to you. I think that's I think that's a beautiful thing. It was it was lovely for me not knowing you. It was lovely yeah. to to see that and to really see the genuineness behind that and they're um, supporting you and really loving working with you. You know, um, yeah. can you can you talk about that a little bit too? Like yeah. you know. For especially to for those listeners, you know that that are going into this career. Right. Um, I would say I'm very fortunate and lucky to have the friends I've had and the colleagues that I've had in my past. And really, I've known everyone since those School of American Ballet days. You know, like we were all brought up together. Like at 12, like we were all coming into SAB because that's where everyone comes into to finish their training or to come to New York and, and that's where people want to be and 
a lot of my friends during the years and now my like best friends are still those friends from those those days of at the school of american ballet at new york city ballet at pacific northwest ballet um but i would say that we had so much fun together you know and we were competitive but it was the constructive like competition that we were in it wasn't like we were trying to be better than each other we were trying to all be better together which right, was so such a really cool yeah. yeah which was a really cool experience in new york city valley as a core member those were some of my favorite memories of being a dancer. I love being a principal and a soloist, but being a core member in New York City Ballet and being part of the company and there's so many of you and you're doing these ballets all together and you're sharing the stage and you're kind of competing with each other and you're having fun. It's, it's memories that you will not forget. And it's like sharing an experience with your friends that just isn't common. Uh, yeah. be outside the dance world. So yeah. it's nice, it's um, nice to hear. I, I, I really, um, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Are you finished? With no, your, yeah. No. I, I love hearing that, especially, you know, how much you love the core, you know, being a, a member of the core. And I, I like to, you know, I had a dance studio for 23 years and, you know, we always said, or the kids would always say, you know, that one of the taglines in advertising was always like dance friends make the best friends. And it's true because those experiences you have inside, whether it's the dance classroom, on stage, while you're growing and learning, like you're saying, it's just something I think that's unparalleled anywhere else. There's something that just, um, as you're growing too and maturing, like you're saying, as a person, as an individual, you're becoming a young adult and then into adulthood. Um, I think it just really, you know, if you're lucky enough too, to, it really, it really develops you as a whole individual. You know, I think having that artistic outlet and that way to express yourself and tap into your emotions and work things out sometimes that you don't think you're working out, but you actually are, you know, I find that so beautiful about the dance world and my experience in the dance world. How, do you find that same type of, um, feeling in the in the dance world yes, definitely so i met my wife back then in 1994 it was the first wow. time i met sarah my wife we were both 12 i was 12 she was 13 but um yeah we grew up together we shared all our experiences through the school all our all of our friends our new york city ballet experience and then coming to pacific northwest ballet together and then having kids and all of that stuff and um yeah it's something that again i'm just really fortunate to have the friends that i've i've made and um and sharing the stage with a lot of them or i would say all of them yeah you know, like we've all like sweat blood and tears out on the stage you know literally. and uh, <laughs> yeah and it's, yeah literally literally gotten injured together gotten through those like roadblocks you know mm -hmm. or, or like discussions and also those fun experiences together we go around the world we travel we perform on all these different stages together we're in different countries together we're and you're so young and um again i was blessed and uh fortunate to do the things that i yeah. did and with yeah. the friends and opportunity i had
Yeah, I, I'd like to talk to just a tiny little bit about um, partnering, you know, for all those men yeah. dancers out there and those young, those young men, those young boys um, who might be listening to this and about partner work. Because I was listening, I, I can't remember which dancer, it might have been all of them that you partnered with, but I, I just remember them talking about um, how well you took care of them when you partnered them. And I and I see this really important because I danced in a modern company and I remember there were very particular partners that I felt really well taken care of. I knew no matter what, I would be okay on stage. And it was from the moment I was in the wings till we walked out and took our places, dancing that whole time on stage, no matter what was going on, I knew if I if my eyes met my partner or if I felt that hand, I knew everything was okay. And I, it was so great to hear them speak about you in that way. Can you talk about partnering uh, a little yeah. bit? Yeah, for sure. I, the, partnering is something that I wasn't great at at the beginning. Like, I, my growth spurt didn't happen mm -hmm. for a long time. I was very small and scrawny for a long time until I was probably 15. My first years at SAB, I was still very small. I could barely partner. Um, but then once I hit my growth spurt and started becoming more of a man, this was probably 17. I was still pretty scrawny when I got into New York City Ballet, and I just started developing. But I've, throughout my, I guess, training, I've had some really excellent teachers of partnering. And it's Jorge Esquivel at, at uh, San Francisco Ballet, and we would do we would push the boundaries of what I could do, you know, and then cram me at uh, School of American Ballet. And then Jock Soto as well, which is one of my favorite partners ever. Um, and I would just watch him and I would just see how he would take care of his partners, you know, and, and how easy and effortless it looked. Um, and that's something that I wanted to bring to my own career and the way that I um partner uh the ballerinas that I that I partnered. And then also I got training from Peter Martins, you know, and he's a very, very good great yes. Yeah, he's just so good. And and the way that he taught partnering was very off balance and off kilter and, mm -hmm. and where you're using your balance and um yeah so it's it's kind of his his kind of take on partnering is a little bit more risky than just the standard partnering. So um, throughout my training as a student and then my early years in New York City Ballet, I got a lot of coaching and a lot of experience there and a lot of watching other older dancers, mm -hmm. uh, principals, and um, really just trying to absorb everything that I could um, so I could bring that to my partners. And, and I think par a partnership isn't only the man. I think it's 50% the woman, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, a, it's together, you know, yeah. and those are the best partnerships I've had is where you're meeting at this place and you're like, you know, that they're going to be there and you know mm -hmm. exactly what they're going to do. And you know, um, yeah, you just, you're just in tune. You know, yeah. and you're just going through it and you're going through the motions like, again, effortless, yeah. you know, together, though, which is a, I've had both, you know, where some it takes a lot more work and then some it just like sinks and it's just yeah. like and it's a it's it's an amazing experience. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, I would say it's 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 both up to the girl and the boy to find that place together. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, great. Thank you for sharing all that. I think it's, I I don't often get to hear that perspective. So that that was partly for me too. I wanted to really hear that perspective. Um, So let's talk now your injury and when you got injured and what you did to overcome that. And and then we can talk about your shoe and and everything like that. Yeah. So with being a dancer, I've been injured my whole life. I mean, my first injury, I think I was 11 or 14, somewhere around there where it was like a severe injury. And so I've dealt with injuries my whole dance career. And at New York City Ballet, I had many injuries as well because you're dancing, I mean, Mm -hmm. six days a week. Uh, Then you're doing six-hour days and you live at the theater and it's just the New York lifestyle, you know, or it's just, it's go, 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 and you are just happening which is awesome. But the body after some time takes a beating. And with this injury that I had, I forget what I was dancing, but I think it was just the amount of dancing that I was doing. And I tore my plantar fascia. And I could not step on it. I couldn't walk on it. It felt almost like a bruise, but it was so bad that I, I, was, I was just hobbling around. And at a certain point, sidelined and being sidelined in a big company like that is you have to go back to school yeah prove yourself all over again and kind of like stand out from the pack again and all that stuff so i was trying not to be sidelined for very long you know and i had a procedure done to my foot um to try to make it better and alleviate the pain it didn't work at all so the doctor that i was seeing dr Bauman. uh he recommended putting like runner's cups or heel cups or some oh, kind of padding okay. in your shoe. Okay. And I was like, okay, like, let's do it. You know, and I, we went through like 12 different brands trying to find something that you could incorporate into the shoe, but you couldn't see, but that was stable. And really there wasn't anything there. What we found was a heels, uh, like a heel cup that was for runners and it, it's based for a tennis shoe, you know, for a sneaker that has a counter and, and the stability. So then you just insert it there. But it was the one thing that worked and it alleviated my pain. So in 2005, that was my first experience of really doing shows. It was Romeo and Juliet I was doing for the first time. And it was Peter Martin's Romeo and Juliet. And it was the first time inserting the, the heel pedal in there. And it alleviated my pain. And eventually I had no more pain. Wow. From that moment on. And from that moment, I never went back to it also like helped the way my foot looked Mm -hmm, it also mm -hmm. it just gave me like that uh security you know that i have something to land on i have something to stand all day um and and do the the schedule that dancers have um so from that in 2010 the manufacturer that I was wearing discontinued the product. And of the heel, was, of the heel insert that you're putting yeah, in? Okay. Uh, and at that point, I called the company. I was like, oh my gosh, I like need, I need as many of these as I, I can get. Surplus. <laughs> yeah, so I called the manufacturer and I was like, hey, I'll take everything that you have on hand. Um, I just need these. 
because I would switch them out pretty regularly because mm -hmm. they were made of polyurethane, so they wear That's really it. quickly. Mm -hmm. um, again, they're supposed to be in a sneaker, so you have mm -hmm. more pack, you know, so it's, mm -hmm. it, it was just not made for a ballet shoe. It wasn't made for what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but I needed them. And they were like, no, we are completely sold out of everything. We got rid mm -hmm. of everything. And I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And I went to my PT here, Boyd Bender, and at Pacific Northwest Ballet. And we started the search again, like in all the PT magazines, like where they order all of their uh, equipment. And we found a few different like heel cups and nothing was good. And that's when he he and I were like, wait, there's there's something here, you know, yeah. because we saw like throughout my career, I've seen dancers doing the same thing I've been doing, mm -hmm. like just mocking up shoes, like putting in pads, gluing mm -hmm. Dr. Scholl's in their shoes all cut up, you know, and trying to alleviate the pains that they're going through. And that's the moment where I was like, OK, this is where I'm going to try to make the shoe. Um, and wow. I started in the streets of Seattle and trying to incorporate shock absorbing technology that's supportive as well mm -hmm. into a ballet shoe. And I got the reality check that it, I needed, I guess. I thought I could just go to like any manufacturer and yeah. shoe cobbler and they would just build the shoe. Yeah. You know, they would know that I'm exactly talking about, but that yeah. is not the way that mm -hmm. the whole, uh, venture went you know i started in 2010 we started in seattle i was just working with cobblers trying to build prototypes of what i was mm -hmm. thinking uh, and i incorporated my company in 2013 filed for my patents as well mm -hmm. i went to china for the first time in 2014 and that mm -hmm. was my big like reality check with how hard this is going to be okay. and i met with shoe manufacturers and I had my sketches, I had all my stuff, I had what I wanted, the materials that we would build out of, build the shoe out of. And they were like, we need a lot more than this. Like you have to guide us through every step of this. Because a lot of manufacturers, the ballet shoe hasn't changed at mm -hmm. all for about a hundred years, you know, mm -hmm. like since it's been created. I think the only thing that's really happened is a split sole. And yeah. and that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, yeah and, and, and it was leather and then canvas, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So with that, the assembly process had to change with our shoe. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want something. A lot of the manufacturers I went to wanted to just slap a pad right on a pre-existing shoe, like yeah. where you just put in a PCB VA, just mm -hmm. adhered to the top of the inner uh, yep. heel. And I was like, no, this is not what I'm trying to do. Like, this is why this is what I was working with. You know, it's mm -hmm. just something that I slapped in there that didn't work. And uh, that's not what I was trying to do. I'm trying to revolutionize the way that the shoe is built. And we had to go to square one, build the shoe last mm -hmm. itself that it's built on, change that design, and then actually figure out how to get all the materials. So everything's sandwiched around it. So you have your, your component pieces of shock absorbing stability and your EVA piece in the front, and we sandwich everything together and it all comes together. So it's built into the shoe and not on top of the shoe. It's right. all and so built that around. And it still looks flat. And so that your feet still look flat when and, you're standing. Yeah, and that was the really hard part as well is hiding it. Yeah. There's not much material to hide this technology in. So we had to figure out a way to make it lightweight one and then to 
aesthetically pleasing so you do not see the components from outside. Mm -hmm. uh, but the dancer, once they step into the shoe, they'll notice it right off the bat. You know, like it's it's very, it's a different kind of ballet slipper. Yeah. It's like a, it's a shoe now, you know, and but it still looks like a ballet slipper right. and it'll provide you the, the health that you're looking for, the longevity, the recovery, uh, yeah. and the all day comfort. Yeah. Let's go back for a minute before, because I, so many times I wanted to pull out my ballet slippers here, but let's go back for a minute for people who may not know what this type of injury is. Um, Cause yeah. I have a lot of non-dancer listeners who love to, they're learning so much about the dance world. So they're really loving it. Talk to them about the kind of injury that you had. Tell them specifically where and what that is. Yeah. So my plantar fascia pain was right mm -hmm. at the, um, I don't have. Where like the, if I show it on a shoe. So here's my yeah. shoe, right? So here's yeah, the I can do it too. So okay. my pain was at the back of my heel. And that's like where right the tendon here where it was yeah, yeah, where the tendon connects underneath your foot and it was coming off. But then it also caused bone spurs, okay. which was the really painful part of it. So I had all these calcium deposits from my body trying to heal itself over how much time I I was dancing injured. Yeah. And uh and that's where this injury and some people have it in different spots. It's usually mm -hmm. in the back of the heel where you can't, yeah. you can't I have, rock it. I just, I'm still recovering from it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, and <laughs> some people have it in the front of their foot mm -hmm. as well. You know, like the whole tendon is completely cold. Mm -hmm. But mine was just really focused in the back heel. And I couldn't step, like I couldn't even like step on my toes. Wow. It was so bad. Um, but again... I had the procedure done, which is like getting all the calcium deposits mm -hmm. off of my heel and everything like that. And um, we were hoping that that would take care of it, but it didn't, you know, and that's mm -hmm. why it drove me down this road of building something that's never been yeah. built before. So, so now let's talk about the, the shoe itself, your shoe. So you had yep. it there, correct? Yep. So that's yep. your shoe. So yeah. Yep. And, looks, and so I have, I have my regular ballet slipper, which is not yep. an or two, and it yeah. looks. Let me just make sure I'm not showing the brand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's because it looks like the same thing, you know. But look yeah. for everybody, whoever, for everybody who's watching on video, and this is, you know, this is your flat, you know, ballet slipper. <laughs> it's yep. not going really to it. <laughs> it's still the same kind of flexible body. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. it's all, yeah. but that's, a, that's what we did was build it. So you mm -hmm. can't see it. You know, everything is hidden within the design wow. of the shoe. Nice. Um, and then there's EVA in the front as well. And I'll just talk about the component section itself. Yeah. So there's three, there's three layers of EVA in the back mm -hmm. here and which make the main part of the shock absorption. Um, and then there's a TPU camera here, which is really flexible. Okay. Um, it makes it so it feels like it's part of your heel. And that was the whole part that I wanted to feel is like that you put on the shoe and it's like a part of your foot. Yeah. Um, and it all fits together like a puzzle, like the component section, like the TPU part fits the EVA parts. And then there's two parts that fit the main component and each mm -hmm. component is a different durometer. So we start with a softer durometer, which is just a, it's, 
it's uh, softer on top. Mm -hmm. When you go down, it gets a little bit denser. And then the last uh, EVA um, piece is the most dense. It's still not hard, but it was the whole idea is so that the shoe, when the user lands, they land in the middle of the shoe and it doesn't rotate. It's not all one consistent uh, density. So then you're sinking into the middle of the shoe. So then it's more stable. I was going to say, so is it kind of distributing the impact a little bit better is what it seems to be doing. Because yeah. again, for those who aren't dance people, you know, when you're landing, you know, you're going through your feet and that's a lot, you know, you're going, here's my feet, <laughs> here's the feet, you know, you're going, you're, and they're not very big, you know, someone's feet are carrying their whole weight plus the force of all that. It's very scientific, which is fascinating, <laughs> fascinating, right. you know, and all that physics involves, you know, so you're landing and you have to distribute the weight evenly anyway <laughs> which which yeah. then the shoe is helping you to do so you're not adding to that injury which then i know for me for me i was starting to feel the pain i was feeling pain first in the really the base of my calf okay and that's where it was coming up from so i was so like, that's it's so tight to the achilles all the oh, way I down I have long Achilles and I was like, what is happening? This was right after COVID being inside, dancing inside right. the whole right. and, and I'm a perfect person for your shoe. So, so, but really like you don't realize how much that happens. And then it affects the whole point for, again, I say this for everybody listening. It really affects the whole pointing of your toes and your feet and your arch and it, cause it's all like then seizing up. Yeah. How how did you finally, I guess with all the different prototypes and how many prototypes did you have? Because cause all those different layers, what was that process of discovering all that and like the tests you must have done and all that sort of stuff? It was long. It was 13 years yeah. of development. Wow. So wow. I went through many manufacturers as well. I went all over China trying to find uh, manufacturing that could do what I wanted and mm -hmm. said what or could do what they would say they could do, yeah. uh, which was very hard to find. And it was a lot more of quantity than quality. And what I was looking for was a really high quality shoe. Mm -hmm. um, so I went searching there, trying to find different materials. Uh, we started with polyurethanes. We start, we did uh, different durometers there. And then finding that I would have to do it piece by piece, that it couldn't just be one wow. solid. I um, see piece and doing injection molding, which a lot of people didn't want to do because mm -hmm. it's expensive. Um, but I was like, this is what it has to be. Like the design has to all fit What together. is that specifically? Is that like a silicone or so, a, so this, this, this is part of the shoe right here. Oh, okay. So this is the TPU piece. Mm -hmm. So, and this is how flexible it is. It's like, wow. But it's once all the pieces are put together, it's very stable and secure. Mm -hmm. Um, but that part is they, they create tools, which are like a mold and then the two pieces close together and then they inject the material into it and wow. then it hardens very quickly. And then that's how the piece is made. Mm -hmm. Um, so with that process, that was like a big step for us is like making mm -hmm. the tools, making it so it fits the last perfectly. Yeah. Um, and then making it fit the shoe and, um, so going through China, going through all the manufacturers in 2018, I switched over and went to Thailand 
And oh. that's where we are now. So it's 100% okay. built in Thailand. I've been to Thailand a few times. Wow. Gone to every manufacturer, every supplier um, that we work with. Uh, picked every color. I know oh, wow. exactly where it comes from. Um, so the process was very long. But during COVID, I would say we really picked up our mm-hmm. speed once we went into Thailand and really um, pretty much upped our game and art engineers our team over in thailand is very well rounded Mm -hmm. and um in the space of dance but also shoes so they used to be nike back in like the 90s that's the factory that we're in um Mm -hmm. it's amazing to see everyone um we have a great i mean a great team over there yeah uh, that i'm super proud of and it's like a family everyone knows each other They've all been working together for, I mean, since the 90s. And it was was fun. One of our team members and I and my team walked the floor. And it's a different feel than China. Like, we're walking the floor and you see everyone working and they have their their stuff that they're doing. But uh, our team team member, Kuntoy, um, he knows everybody. So And he's a Thai resident. And he, they see him and they all smile. They stand up and they come over and hug. And like, uh, Mm -hmm. it's a very, very warming experience uh, to be part of um, the factory I'm a part of. It must be exciting for them knowing that they're working on something so revolutionary. Because it really, it really is. I mean, it really has revolutionized the ballet shoe. Yes. Yeah. And they, they, they believe in me and then they also believe in the product that we're building, you know, and they see the potential of this product. You know, this pro this shoe is for everyone. It's not mm-hmm. just for the people that are injured or trying mm-hmm. to get over right. an injury cover. This is also possibly a preventative measure, mm-hmm. you know, and this could, this should, I mean, for me, I couldn't, I tried to go backwards after I was wearing my heel cups, because I was like, okay, I got to get rid of yeah. these. Like, I can't wear these forever. They were heavy. Yeah. You know, they were kind of, mm-hmm. they were bulky in my shoes, but I could not go backwards. I was like, why would I ever do that? Like, why right. would I choose not to be yeah. feeling better on my days? And then also have an edge. You know, yes. I could jump, I could land. And mm-hmm. if I was improperly landing, it would it would be there for me. Yeah. And that's the thing with the shoe is it's for students, it's for pros, it's for yeah. adult dancers, it's for teachers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're bringing on so many different genres of dance right now, um, which is amazing to see. And we're getting a lot of feedback from the dance community of the mm-hmm. people that are wearing it. They're seeing the injury prevention. They're seeing the the help that they're feeling, um, yeah. which is the really cool thing to receive on the on this side is that um it's doing what i wanted it to do i didn't know you know this was like i built it i built it for myself Mm -hmm. it took a really long time you know and to see the effect it's having for other dancers Mm -hmm. and possibly um helping them in their longevity and certain injuries that they won't even have to deal with um yeah yeah, and, and it's for men and women. It's not just yeah. for one. It's for, like you it's said, for everyone. everyone. And what yeah. I love, too, I was thinking of this um, the other day. I, I, I love is that, you know, for overall, so many people, 
I'm not saying you did this. I'm just saying I was just thinking about the whole, you know, dance world, all the interviews I've been having with people, people who are still dancing, people who have transitioned to another mode of the dance world or, or however, myself included, you know, not having the studio anymore. I closed my studio um, in at the end of June 2021 after 23 years. You know, at the, I thought, wow, at this time, let me make that transition. I was hungry for it before, and it just was the time, you know. But I'm still in the dance world. I'm still dancing. You know, I'm still creating. And I think that's what's really unique. And you tell me what you think about this. I think that's really what's unique about artists is that we, we like, live to create. You know, we... What? And even if we take those breaks or we transition into another aspect of our career... It, it unless somebody's really saying I want out of the dance world or I want out of the art world, there's there's some other mode of creation that's giving back and continuing part of their career that it never ends. It's just moving into its next phase. I mean, look at artistic directors. You're giving an artistic directorship to somebody who's seasoned and has that experience that they bring with them. So it just seems so fitting, no pun intended, for you to be doing sh these shoes and, and creating something really sustainable into the future for the dance community. Right, definitely. That's totally, exactly spot on, you know? And I didn't know how hard it would be. <laughs> Again, I thought it would, this would take like a year or two to do, and I would be able to introduce this thing, and it would just be happening but the whole creation process has been like a learning curve for me the whole business side of it everything has been um being a dancer is is one thing but then being a business owner and then a product developer and um, all of those things but i think my dance career and the way that i went into my career and the way i thought of my career helped me do this business. I'm very determined. I'm passionate. Um, I want to get things done. I set goals. It's all the standards that I had for myself in my career, you know, and that's mm -hmm. dancers. We're very yeah. disciplined. And I think that helps for any facet of whatever, whatever dancers want to do after the career or during their career. And that's kind of what I want to, I guess, bring to the industry besides the shoe is that mm -hmm. dancers. The possibility is there to do anything that you want yeah. and outside of the dance world and yeah. to take that risk and to, yeah. to just go out and do it. Um, I, I, and I, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. No, I was going to say, I, I agree. It, it's those transferable skills, not to sound like, you know, but they really are. And, and like you're saying, it's that discipline and that focus and that the stick to and, and this, like, it's that challenge for myself, you know, too. It's like that challenge, you know, also, and that, and, but you, you can see it. I, I know for myself, I can see it's like when you're creating a piece of choreography, right? You know, you kind of mm -hmm. have the idea and the vision going on, and you know, somewhere in all here what it's going to look like, right? You know, yeah. and then you get in the studio and you're working it out and you're trying things and then it becomes something outside of you that you never thought it could be even yeah. better than you imagined. And you, it's like when you let that process 
take over that artistic process. That's what I think is so special about the arts is you let that, you let it like work through you. And, and even with the shoe, you know, even with the shoe. And that's what I think is really um, wonderful. I have to ask you, yeah. so other shoes, I imagine, I imagine the point shoe could use a, yeah, so that's so I own the IP. So that's another whole side of the business. So the intellectual property. Um, I filed the patent in 2013 on the shoe. It took eight years of battling examiners and going back and forth. Shoes are very. Uh, the patents are wide and far. You know, it's really hard not to overlap with other patents. But we did our work and. I have great attorneys and um, yeah, we did a lot of work on it and we were successful in getting this, but this IP can go into anything. So we, we have like the vision for this is that we're starting with the ballet slippers. It's because it's what I know and it's exactly what I know. It's what I wanted to do. And it's very easy for me to envision the shoe. And the next yeah. would be their jazz shoe, sneaker, right. The point shoe. The point shoe is a little bit more complicated. Okay, it's a very yeah. complicated shoe, yeah. and and companies have tried to do different iterations on it. But um, yeah, so we have the plans of building out our whole shoe line. For the right. Yeah, and, and it would incorporate this technology into it, or some right. facet of this kind of technology. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's 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 really fascinating, and I I have to say I'm I'm looking forward to trying it. I really, especially to, I mean, because I want to, but especially too because I began to have that issue, and I and then of course it it knocks everything else out of whack, you know, like yeah, well, you're, you're yeah overcompensating my hit, you know, the list goes on, and and so. To have, I get it. Like I completely get what you're saying. You know, um, how has how has it been now? So I know you have it out there. Um, you know, is it? I know it's available on your website. Is it available yeah. yet? Um, in stores yet? Is it available? So where is that all happening besides on your website? Yeah. So we launched in April. Was the launch? I kept this very quiet for those 13 years. And in April of 2023, we did our launch. Yeah, it was it was more of I didn't want dancers to know about it, and then all the steam goes up, and then it just fizzles yes. out, you know. So we I kept it as quiet I, as I could. I have to tell you, I did hear about it in 2022 from an inside source. <laughs> <laughs> as quiet as I could keep it, you know. No, no. Um, I just had my friends. Yeah, my friends tested it and during COVID is where I got a lot of companies actually reaching out because they knew about it mm -hmm. and the supply chain issue was there and uh, everyone needed shoes. I was like, oh my gosh, I mean like the last prototype staging and I, we don't have anything yet, you know, but um, it was better that I finished the shoe out. Yes. But, so in April of 2023, I launched the company or we launched the company mm -hmm. and we did our launch in New York. We had an event there. I went to New York City Ballet. I went to American Ballet oh, Theater, uh, Dance Theater of Harlem, School of American Ballet, Juilliard, and America, and um, passed out shoes to everyone. I was just passing out shoes. I allocated 700 shoes to go to dance companies around the world or 
the United States and went to San Francisco Ballet after that, then went to Boston Ballet, went to Ballet West, and then LA, uh, CPYB, and just passing up shoes, doing pop-ups. Yeah. And that's where we are now. And we do sell online. That's We have an yeah. e our e-commerce store, and we are in retail stores. So we're in New York. We're partners with Freed of London in New York, so you can get shoes right. there. Okay. Yeah, we're in three stores here uh, in Seattle, and then mm -hmm. we're in conversations with many more stores and sending out right. our shoes so then you can yeah. pick them up at the retailer. Because e-commerce is hard. Um, is. The customer yeah. has to – it's a shoe. Everyone's foot is so yeah. different. And we yes. tried to do our best with measurements, the data that I collected. During COVID, I was in conversations with New York City Ballet, trying to collect sizing mm -hmm. runs from them, from Miami City Ballet, from Joffrey, from everyone, uh -huh. SFB, PNB, of course, and uh, just collecting the data, trying to make this shoe, because right now we're only doing a medium run because we wanted to oh, yep. mm -hmm. yeah, launch the shoe. So it's only a medium width, and we yeah. will provide a, a a wide and a narrow as well. But to start, we just had to, we had to launch. And that's, yes, and that's the most, that's the most common is your medium. Yes, yeah. it was trying yeah. to find the most common size. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did a pretty good job with yeah. our measurements and the data that we collected and, and trying to make the measurements as perfect as possible and fit as many dancers as we could. Mm -hmm. um, but so we are in retail. So you just have to look on our website and see what partners are there. And then also, if you want us in your store, like in your area, go to your store yeah. and ask. Yeah, and one. studio and, owners out there, studio yeah. owners who have boutiques, because I had a boutique in my dance studio. Okay. Studio owners with boutiques, really, I, I think um, that would be great for the kids, you know, to get them while yeah. they're young, right? Get them wearing yeah. them while they're yeah, young. Yeah, that's the thing is like you – it's about longevity. It's about their whole career and getting them into the shoes. Right now we offer uh, women's sizes from four to 10, mm -hmm. all half sized. And then did you say, males, I didn't hear you half or whole size. Did you say half sized all the way up? So oh, we do great. four, four and a half, five, five and a half. Mm -hmm. We do it American all the way up. We do it by street shoe size because it was ballet shoe sizing is so complicated and Crazy. all over the place. Right. I didn't really understand it, so we're just going with street shoe size. But we, but we recommend after our launch, we found out that we're a half size big. Usually, that's what our range is. So if you go a half size down, that's usually from your street shoe size. It usually is is you'll be spot on. But we see both people are either too big, they're too big for them, or they're too small. So it's but the most common thing is just a half size down, um, and then the males are five through 14 all half size mm -hmm. and we're going to offer a smaller shoe eventually as well and then the narrows and wides so sure. and, the and then our leather shoes to... are coming Sorry. oh okay the leather shoes are coming wow yeah, so these okay. are all canvas and leather mm -hmm. shoes should be landing i mean i think in the next couple of days so right. we have pink black and white as well that's so. exciting i'm just going to ask about the colors because i know you have a variety of colors on your website yeah. too available too. yeah so um, in the women's sizes, we have the pink color, and then we have the two beige colors. So we have a lighter beige and a medium beige. We're going to offer a darker beige as well. Um, eventually, it's just... I'll take yeah. time. You have to process. Time and capital. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
yeah. And then um, we have um, black. Which are these? The black oh, okay. Sizing. Yep, yep. And a white color as well. I wish, you know, I, I was just in, and I should have, I, I was going to contact you before I went, and I, I, I'm i regretful that I didn't, but I just went to Stockholm. I was just in Stockholm, and I was like, I'm going to contact Seth and have him give me some shoes to bring next time right. I go. Right. We have shoes everywhere. So with the 700 that I allocated for myself, I have mm -hmm. like probably 200 shoes in my basement right next to my office. And I send that out to all my friends, all my colleagues, everyone that I've danced okay. with, made a difference in my yeah. life, choreographers. Uh, nice. And yeah, and that's kind of um, a really special thing. So we have shoes in Australia. We have shoes in Stockholm. We have oh, shoes. Okay. Someone has them, you know, like we have yeah. dancers out there, choreographers. Uh, and we're trying to open up our sales to Canada and to Europe. It's just very complicated. Yeah, it's different. It's, international business trade is a whole yeah. different. It's very expensive, and we're just mm -hmm. trying to do everything that we can to um, yeah. to make it happen as fast as possible, okay. but also um, as smart as possible as well. Sharp. <laughs> right. I do the Shark Tank kind of yeah. all all the time. Oh, I pitch. Right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. just not on TV, you know, like I like to, uh, yeah. I say that my, my friend who listens to this, she and I are huge Shark Tank fans. So that's okay. why I'm always like Shark Tank. Right, right, now, totally. Yeah, and I say to people too, you know, who are listening, you know, it, it, it's so important because, again, you know, I remember having um, these conversations with new families to dance, brand new families to dance, who didn't want to, did not didn't want to, they, they questioned rightfully so the expense of a shoe. And they are expensive. I don't mean yours. I just mean your equipment for what you're, you're getting into. But you, but you have to have the proper, these are your feet. I say that again to everybody. These are your feet. And your feet, you know, everybody thinks it's a dancer's legs, but it's their, it is, but it's their feet. Their feet are their bread and butter <laughs> you yeah. know and you got to take care of them from the beginning and if there's a shoe or and a product out there that's going to like you said give you the longevity um you know it, it's it's so important it's worth that investment and and it was it, and i say that again for those listening who are you know curious about the cost of a shoe it's really, it's really important. You know, you, I hate to say it and sound this way, but I'm gonna, you know, you get what you pay for, you know? Yeah. You get yeah. You there's a lot of shoes out there and that's the thing that, uh, it's a very, it's a higher price point value slipper, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. compared to the other shoes, but we're mm -hmm. offering quality and something that doesn't, you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's. Yeah what we're offering for this, the ballet slipper, you know, the point yeah. shoes are very expensive too. I mean, those are $120 now, somewhere around there, a pair, yeah. which is just, it's pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. But again, um, if you compare it to other sports, you know, like you're buying sneakers for 150 bucks yeah. to whatever up. Yeah. And it's just something that you need as your equipment, you know, and that's kind of what our brand is going to be geared towards. Yeah. is helping the dancer longevity right. injury prevention comfort like all of our yeah. um 
products that I want to make is going to take R and D. It's going to take time and, and, yeah. and thought, you know, and that's what I want my brand to be is about the dancer, about helping yeah. the dancer and not just selling a product that's yes. just sell, you know, and it's actually something that's, it's something that the dancer can use to help their career. Yeah. And I, and I just want to add this too, again, um, coming from, you know, a dance teacher, you know, uh, you're, when you're teaching and muscles are developing certain ways and you're, um, you know, gradually those building blocks that, that is happening, um, for your dancer. And I, and I, I'm directing this towards, you know, parents and dancers and whatnot, you know, I can only imagine this kind of shoe who's properly placing or securely placing your feet in a position that is supported. It affects that muscle development in a good way. So you're, so you're not overcompensating or shifting some, you know, it's, it's all combined, but right. just from a teacher perspective, I was like, this is genius. <laughs> I was like, you know, because I, I can look back, you know, I can look back all these years and know that. Yeah. So I, I don't say it lightly. And I, and, and I think your sincerity about really wanting to um, not just have a product, but have a product that really uh, adds to the quality of a dancer's life, whether it's a student or a professional dancer, it's so essential. Um, Seth, I, I just think this is, I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm happy to, to have finally met you and excited to see where this where this goes. I um, And I'm excited to get a pair. I'm excited to try them out in class. I'm excited, you know, um, but thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to leave um, the listeners with anything that I might've left off or not talked about, um, that you want to let everybody know about? Um, not really. Um, just that if they want them in there, we're trying to get as into as many stores as we can. So go to your retailer, tell them about us, tell them to reach out to us. We're reaching out to a lot of retailers as well, because that's where we want our shoes to go. So then dancers can try them on and see the difference for themselves. Um, so I would just say to everyone that's watching to reach out to your retailer and let them know that you would like to see the shoes there so they can try them on. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Thank you so much for being a guest yeah. on dance talk. Thank you. Oh, uh, thank, thank you, you so much, Joanne. Absolutely. And thank, thank you to all the listeners. Uh, you can follow us, like us, and remember to share, share, share. This is Joanne Carey with, with Dance Talk with Joanne Carey and Seth Orza with his new product. And uh, everybody get out there and buy it. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Powered by Riverside.